Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the Tough Love Terry podcast. I am super excited to be back. I know I took a little bit of a break last week. Um, We unfortunately had got some not super great news about a family member, and so I just needed to take the week to reset, which I think is totally valid. But I am back this week, and despite having a bit of a cold, which you will probably hear on this podcast, I am back to talk about the law of influence, another one of the 21 laws of leadership, according to John C. Maxwell. And so that's what we're going to chat about today is the law of influence. I know there's a lot of people, especially with social media nowadays, that want to be influencers and want to, you know, have a community on Facebook or things like that. But if they don't know what they're leading or what they're influencing people for, um, sometimes the success is not what we want it to be. And so that is what we're going to chat about today. All right, so get excited. So today we're talking about the law of influence. Again, another one of the 21 laws of leadership. And now I do want to uh, specify, we're not going to talk about all 21 laws, but I am going to talk about the ones that I think will bring the most value to you guys. And this one I think is really important because I see a lot of this happening now and I also saw a lot of it happening when I was younger with myself. So what we're seeing now, especially with social media or communities or even in your business, perhaps you maybe have run into this situation. We have people that um, want to have the title of influencer. They want to have the title of leader, manager, whatever. And they care more about the title than the actual job that comes with those phrases or the expectation that comes with those. Um, There's some sort of pride in just having the title, but not necessarily, they don't, maybe don't really realize what that word means. And then on the flip side of that, we have people that are put in those positions, you know, maybe they're really good at their job and then they get promoted to management positions or they are like, well, this is the natural chain of, you know, success is that after I do this for X amount of years, then I naturally should do this and I should want to do this and become a leader, become an influencer. But the thing is, their strengths might might not reside in leading or influencing or things like that. And they might end up finding themselves really frustrated, really sad, and so on. And so we want to kind of figure out, do we have, do we have the law of influence on our sides? And so I thankfully grew up with two very prominent situations that really formed my view of what leadership meant. And of course, knowing what my strengths are, again, like self-assurance helps and so on, is that I'm usually okay to go first in a lot of situations. I'm okay. I've always been okay to lead a situation. Um, But I do remember a specific instance on the volleyball team where I was not made captain. However, during one of our tournaments, I realized that the person that maybe was named captain wasn't yelling loud enough or wasn't pulling the team along. And I remember specifically the coach looking at me and saying, like, Terry, get start rallying the team. And all I remember thinking in my ignorant youth was like, well, I'm not the captain, so why should I have to do that? 
But it was also in that moment that said, I, I heard a voice. I don't know if it was my dad's voice that I had heard because he always said that to me. It's like, you don't, you can lead without a title. You can lead without a title. And I kind of heard that when I was on the court and I really used that to not stop me from leading people, even if I didn't have the title. Sure, of course, I was a little cocky and a little like jealous, like, why didn't I get the title of captain, but I still have to do all the work, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, what outcome did I want? I wanted our team to win. I wanted people to feel confident and successful. And whether or not I had a title, I could do that. I could help our team do that in the best way I knew how. And so that was the first example of where that happened. The second was where I was provided the title of uh, leader or influence. And I wrote about this in my book, The Geo Theory. Uh, my geography teacher put me in charge as the 10th captain for a group of, I think, I want to say there was like 10 people maybe um, on a geography trip that we traveled basically from Manitoba out to the Rockies. And I was responsible for leading our our tent group. So there was 10 of us. I was in charge of the money. I was in charge of, um, you know, assigning duties. I was in charge of keeping the peace. And the thing was the, the assignment that I got, the people that we had in our tent, there was like four different cliques all together. And so this was my first experience with having to lead people that maybe didn't want to be led and having tough conversations. Um, but I just, I kind of rose up to the challenge, but I remember at first being like, why, why would he put me here? <laughs> Like, why me? And the thing is, he maybe saw my leadership qualities in me more than I did, or what kind of influence I could have if I applied myself. But at the time, I, I had a really hard time with that. And I do remember that being quite a stressful trip for me. <laughs> because I did have to have a really tough conversation with one of our tent, pe our tent people. I did have to um, have, you know, I did have to manage our money and have to make tough decisions for people, even when they maybe didn't like that, while also managing their emotions around me making those decisions. And yeah, it was it was a lot for, you know, 16 or 17 year old Terry, but I rose to the challenge, which I'm quite proud of. But it was in those instances, both when I learned how to lead without a title and I learned to lead because of the title, um, that this law of influence really hit home for me. And I see this a lot with people when they are wanting to become influencers on social media. Like they, what tends to happen is they look at the current influencers that are out there and all they see is the free stuff they get, the opportunities that are happening, the amount of likes and validation they get for being who they are, et cetera, et cetera. But what they're not realizing is that in order to become those influencers or like as successful as they are with their jobs, like they have to influence people to want to do something. They have to influence them to want to follow a movement or um, buy things or, you know, try new things or be happy or whatever the thing is. Take, pick your favorite really successful influencer and see if you can figure out what are they influencing me to do. Maybe it's to live a more body positive life. Maybe it is to 
you know, take better pictures. Maybe it's to, um, I don't know, cook a certain way. I, I don't know. But you want to take a look at and see if the, the things that you're following, take a look at what you're following and saying, what are they influencing me to do? And pay attention to that because whether or not you know it, you are being influenced. So now if you want to be an influencer, if you want to lead, you do have to understand that there are some aspects to it. And it's really important for us to understand what that looks like. So the number one thing is understanding that the position doesn't make the, make you a leader. Like just because you have the title of manager, and I'm pretty sure every single person that listens to this has had this experience, just because somebody has a title definitely doesn't mean that they know how to influence or gain the respect of their, um, you know, the people that work under them. And the unfortunate reality to that is that people will only work as hard as they have to. Um, they will not rise to the occasion. They will not rally around the person. They will not be as supportive of the person or whatever. They will literally go in, do their bare minimum of the job and check out if they don't respect the, you know, the person in the higher, in the higher position. And I think it's really important for us to recognize, like, do I want that job? Do I want to influence people that way? And if I do, what specifically am I wanting to influence them about? So to be, uh, I'm just going to read a quote here from the book, and it basically says, to be a leader, a person has to not only be out front, but also have people intentionally coming behind him, following his lead and acting on his vision. Being a trendsetter is not the same as being a leader. And I highlighted that specific quote because I realized for me, I get a lot of people um, saying like, oh, you, oh, you're so inspiring or you're so confident. I know it sounds like I'm, you know, hyping myself up right now, but they'll, they'll tell me like all these really nice, kind things and be like, oh, good for you. Yay. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm actually influencing them because if they're still saying things like, oh, I wish I could be so confident. Oh, I wish I could be like you. Oh, da -da. then that tells me that they're not actually listening to what I'm saying. They're not actually putting in the work that I'm suggesting that they do, which means I'm not having the influential impact that I really want to be having. And what that's going to do is for me as the leader, that while those compliments might feel nice at the beginning, it is going to lead me to feeling very unfulfilled in my work because I'm not seeing the outcome that I desire. And I remember experiencing this early on in my photography career um, as a boudoir photographer. I remember, you know, doing photo shoots, it was great. And people would be like, Oh my God, I love myself today. It was amazing. Da, 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 da. And then literally two weeks later, they would be back to talking about how much they hated their bodies and making fat jokes. And, you know, while I understand that their journey is their journey, it really contributed to my burnout that I was not having the impact that I thought I was having. I was not influencing people the way I truly wanted to influence them by providing them with just pretty pictures. Now, I want to be clear and say that that is because my mission is to actually make meaningful change 
with my clients. Like I literally want to challenge them to do the work and so on. And so when they don't do the work, that's frustrating for me. For some people, um, just the act of taking the photos for people is going to be fulfilling for you. And that's totally okay. So I, I just want to be very clear that I'm not saying that it's wrong to have that because we do need people at all stages just to let people know they can be photographed. But for my specific purpose, as somebody that wants to be a leader, as somebody that wants to influence, I was realizing that the way I was doing things wasn't having the outcome that I desired. And so I would have to change some things. So I had to look at not necessarily the people, which was so much easier to blame, but rather look at what was I doing? Was I just doing photography the way that everyone else was doing it? Yes. Was I photographing, you know, sexy photos because that was easy and I knew what sold and I knew what would make me money? Yes. But just because I could do that, it didn't mean that it was influential. And yeah, it, cha it probably changed people a little bit, but not in the way that I wanted it to make a change, if that makes sense. And so it was this, this chapter really hit home for me about the law of influence because I really wanted, I really wanted to kind of face up to what I felt my level of influence is at this moment. And sometimes, and of course, imposter syndrome gets in there, but here's the thing about the law of influence. Imposter syndrome doesn't matter. Uh, the law of influence isn't about you. It's about the people that are saying the things that you're saying that are doing the thing you want them to do that are doing whatever. And so there's no room for imposter syndrome there because there's facts. You can look and see and say, wow, you know, uh, out of, in the last week, 20 people have told me that they've applied something that I've told them to do or that I've suggested that they do and they have noticed significant improvements. Imposter syndrome can't get in there if there's actual evidence. But if I was somebody that's like, oh, I just want to influence people and I just want to like bring them somewhere and I don't know what I'm influencing them towards, I'm not going to be able to provide quantifiable data, which means imposter syndrome is going to slide in and say, mm, I'm not doing enough. <laughs> right. And so we want to pay attention to that. All right. And I want to kind of wrap this up here with a few different things. So in this particular chapter, they talk about a few different things that makes a leader through the law of influence. And I think touching on each of them is really important. So in here, he says leadership is character, who somebody is. And it says true leadership always begins with the inner person. So again, the closer you can get to who you actually are and being okay with who that person is, the more chances you are are going to be to have people that want to be around you. And I know it sounds counterintuitive to the bullshit that we're fed when we're kids. You know, oh, just do whatever you have to do to fit in. Ugh. But now as an adult, if you truly want to lead, people want to follow somebody that's confident, somebody that's self-assured, somebody that maybe still fucks up, but is confident in their fuck ups, <laughs> you know? And so if you have a deep character, people want, want that because it gives them permission. It, 
influences them to be okay with who they are. Second one it says is relationships. And this is who people know. And this I thought was really interesting. It says you're a leader only if you have followers. And that always requires the development of relationships. Like you can't lead if you don't have people coming behind you. <laughs> right? And, uh, when I read that, I was like, oh yeah, I guess that's true. You can't, you can't lead a party of one. Well, I guess you can lead your own life. But that's not the kind of influence that we're talking about here. Right. And so it says the deeper the relationships, the stronger the potential for leadership. And I think this is really important because a lot of times people just want to get in and say, well, here's what's in it for me and why I should be a manager, why I should lead, why I should be an influencer. But true leaders don't have to say what's in it for them. They literally just show up and do the work because they know it benefits other people. And they learn about their people and they're willing to change things that might make them uncomfortable, but it's because it's in the best interest of the people, right? So it's really important to build those relationships. And that's something that I have to actively work at is the relationship because I move so fast that it's very easy for me to just be like, oh yeah, cool, this is where I am today, but tomorrow I'm going to be somewhere else. Not realizing that uh, obviously it takes some time, some time, some people some time to catch up to where I am. And so I've had to curate a little bit of patience in myself uh, in order to keep fostering those relationships. The other thing that I did in that regard is I started, instead of doing like just as an example, instead of doing like online courses where people work on their own time, I started creating intimate workshop type experiences like the Empowerment for Everybody, Body Image Bootcamp, and things like that where I literally get to sit with people one-on-one -on -one for a significant amount of time, truly get to know them, and those are the people that I actually see and receive the most meaningful impact from. And a big part of that is because of the relationship building. The next one it says leadership is knowledge and this is in what leaders know and it says information is vital to a leader. You need a grasp of the facts. Remember we already talked about that. An understanding of dynamic factors and timing and a vision for the future. So all of my strengths um, after doing Clifton Strengths are definitely all of those things. I have strategic, I have futuristic, I have relator. Um, all of these things allow me to kind of have visions with it. Now, that being said, sometimes with being able to have this vision, I also have to be able to bring it into a context for people that can't see the future. Um, and a lot of times I get there before everyone else, which means that it can be lonely or feel like, oh, it's not successful or whatever. But a lot of the times I'm just too early um, for when people are ready for the information. So that's where the law of timing has to come in, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> the next one is obviously leaders need intuition, and this is what they feel. Leadership requires more than just a command of data. It demands an ability to deal with numerous intangibles. And that, I think, is probably one of my strong suits is that I've always been intuitively driven. I've come to learn by now that if I'm saying something out loud, even if I'm like, I don't know, I might just, like I've been talking a lot about, you know, one day the Facebook group might go away. The fact that I'm talking about it out loud means it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Um, and by the time I'm talking about something, it's going to happen, even if I'm still hesitant about the choice. Um, it's 
going to happen because I trust my instincts that way. And right now is a perfect example. Yesterday I had almost a panic attack because I'm going to be getting rid of my studio. And, uh, and I went downstairs to my husband. I was like, I don't know, should I get rid of it? Like, I don't know. And then after, uh, thinking, thinking it through a bit and talking it through and he just sat there and listened, he doesn't really do anything. I talked myself into like, no, this is the right decision. You thought of this and this is the way to go, which is purely based on intuition. Nothing more than that, which is why I tried to get him to give me logic, but he was not taking the bait. (laughs) I could not influence him to tell me what to do. And then uh, leadership is about experience. This is where people have been. Again, one of my strengths is to go first. I will be that person that puts up their hand first to volunteer for something, to make a fool of themselves, whatever it is, to go first. And the thing is, this has given me a lot of experience uh, for trying different things, putting myself out there, being uncomfortable, um, being embarrassed, (laughs) failing, you know, you know, the fun stuff. But this allows me, this taking a chance and doing these things and saying yes to things allows me to have experience to say, oh, here's what I did. Here's what I would recommend not doing, but here's a different way that you could go about it. People don't want to hear about it when you're in the muck. They want to hear about how you got out of the muck, right? Like that's the thing. And so I never teach from a place of, oh, my life is so hard right now and leave it there. Like if I, if life is hard right now, I'll say that, but I'll also say, but here's what I'm doing about it. Because by the time I'm writing that, I will have already taken steps to rectify whatever is hard right now. And so I talk about the experience after I've gone through it. And I think that's one of the things that sometimes people forget about when it comes to influencing online is they're like, well, I just need to talk about my life and everything. But sometimes that can come across like a journal entry and it doesn't really tell us how you got out of it or how you move forward. Or the thing is, we see people that desperately want this title of influencer. They want to be a leader and they're, you know, they're like, buy my course, do this thing. And yet they don't have the experience to back it up. They don't have the numbers to back it up. Like I see so many social media quote unquote influencers that are like, oh, buy my, you know, six figure, my course to making six figures, running your social media and having bajillions of followers. And then their follower account is literally like 600 people. That's not the experience that we're looking for. And so it is important to understand experience doesn't guarantee credibility, but it does encourage, uh, as it says here, it encourages people to give you a chance to prove that you are capable. All right, we're almost done wrapping this up here. So leadership as well is past successes. And this again is what they've done. So a track record. What have you done? What have you overcome? What have you succeeded at? What have you failed at? What has happened? Where have you taken a risk? Where have you, you know, what do you, what have you gone through that other people that can relate to you on? That's the thing. That's what that's the magical piece because you can't just get people to buy something if they don't know what they're buying into. Um, this is where Simon Sinek starts with why is a perfect example that people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And understanding your past success with things will encourage people to be influenced to do the same things that you did. 
All right. And then ability. What can you do? This is what can leaders do. And it says here at the bottom line for followers is what a leader is capable of. They want to know whether that person can lead the team to victory. Uh, and it says ultimately that's the reason people will listen to you and acknowledge you as their leader. As soon as they no longer believe you can deliver, they will stop listening and stop following. And that's a really hard one. And this is where, this is the one where imposter syndrome can impact if you are not focused on who you're talking to. Like if you're not, if you're in it for you, that's going to get in your way. You're not going to think you can do it good enough because your fear of being successful and ability to do it will stop you from doing the thing that needs to be done for your people. So for example, for me, for a long time, I let, um, like imposter syndrome for me, I was like, oh, you shouldn't bother, you know, learning this thing or, you know, like having a podcast, who, who are you to have a podcast, right? Was the thing that came up for me. And then I was like, well, it can't be that hard to figure out. It's important that people have access to like the things that I like to talk about. And so I figured it out. I figured out how to have a podcast, even though it scared me. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't about me. <laughs> and so we want to think about that instead of just being like, oh, I don't know how. Saying like, well, I don't know how yet, but I'll figure it out so that I can make this a thing. All right. So just to wrap this up, here are some things that you want to think about. So using those different things that we talked about, character relationships, knowledge, intuition, experience, past success, and ability. Um, it's suggesting here that you kind of measure yourself or rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 of those different things. Okay. So where do you rate yourself in terms of character? Do you know who you are in terms of relationships? Do you have deep relationships with people in terms of your knowledge of whatever you want to influence people towards? What do you know in terms of your intuition? Do you trust yourself? That's a big one. Uh, in terms of your experience, how would you rate yourself? Uh, this is where you've been. Are you okay to talk about where you've been? Are you okay to talk about your failures, your successes, your triumphs, your tragedies, and everything in between? Your past success, do you have a track record to show people? Or are you still in a beta test phase? Which is totally fine, but you have to have, you know, at least two, I would say, two runs of something before people are thinking like, okay, maybe this is a thing. <laughs> and then your abilities, where are you second guessing your abilities? Or how would you rate yourself on your ability um, on a scale of one to 10? And this just, then you can figure out how can I optimize or better utilize the ones that I have low scores with. This allows you to figure that out. All right. And then uh, here's a great quote to kind of end this entire podcast off with. He, uh, so this is a leadership proverb. There's not a specific person attached to it, which is kind of, you know, ironic considering that that's what we're talking about, leading without a title. Oh, and actually, let me touch on that before I finish off of this quote. So leading without a title, I see this a lot of times in the photography industry, and sometimes I get hurt about this too. Sometimes I'll see somebody say something that I've said, but not give me credit for it. And my ego wants to be like, oh, they should say that I taught them that, but we did that. Is that the law of it? 
But the thing is, I was going to say, is that the law of influence? Yeah, the ego part isn't the law of influence. But the fact that somebody is saying the same things that I say is the law of influence in action. I should not have to have credit in order to be fulfilled that my words are traveling beyond me. That's the whole point. The whole point of leading people is that they should, I should get them to a place where they are leading themselves and other people. That's how I know I will be a fulfilled leader. And so that doesn't have to, that shouldn't, I shouldn't expect credit for that. When it happens, do I appreciate it? Yes, but I can't be hurt when it doesn't happen. Because the point I want people to get to is that it's second nature for them to say the things that I say or to do the things that I do or whatever in order to live their best lives, essentially, and start leading the people around them. All right. So now I'll finish this up with a quote. So it basically says, he who thinks he leads but has no followers is only taking a walk. Isn't that so good? I love it. All right. Anyways, on that note, I'm going to let you go for this week and I will see you again next week for one other law of leadership. All right. Have a good day. Bye.